0: Welcome, everyone, to Couch Potato Diary on this Fights and Football Friday. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Um, As always, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can if you're listening in podcast form. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, That stuff really does help me out. So um, coming up on the show today, as I said, it's a Fights and Football Friday, so we will be looking at the National Football League, previewing every game, the Canadian Football League, um, and we will be getting into some fights to make after UFC 295. Boy, it's dark in here. Um, Okay, I think that's all this stuff. Oh, social media. Find me on social media Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at primetimecline. Twitch.tv slash primetimepk. And you can email this show, couchpotato diary at yahoo.com. Um, I'm not going to be giving Flames thoughts on this one if you want those. That is on Game Over um, uh, Calgary. It was a Game Over head to head with myself and Canuck Clay, Clay Emo, um, as we chatted on there. So um, that's, that's the scoop. Let's get into it with some football talk. <laughs> All right, um, we begin our NFL talk. No um, different times or anything like that. Just the standard 11 o'clock start time. And we begin with the Tennessee Titans taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville, six and a half point favorites, the total sitting at 39 and a half. Um, this is an interesting matchup as Tennessee their offense has started to falter. Oh, not started. The, the, the offense is faltering. Um, the offensive line had no time for anything last week. and or gave no time for Levis uh last week. And Jacksonville, I, I think, has a decent pass rush. They sit uh eighth in the league in defensive EPA per play. Um they offensively that they have not been this juggernaut that I think people were expecting them to be at this point in the season. The defense, though, for the Tennessee Titans, 29th in EPA per play. I just don't see where Tennessee matches up in this game to be able to beat Jacksonville. So uh, I am going to go with uh, Jacksonville in this spot. Jags minus six and a half. Also want to do a bit more fantasy stuff here. Um, I did a bunch to start the year and then kind of just went away from it. Um, This is... a, a It's a tricky spot because you have a Jacksonville team that's given up the fourth most points to to quarterbacks in fantasy football, but I'm not trusting Will Levis in this. Even with a plus matchup, you just... I don't think you can. Um, and then they're giving up the 10th fewest points to fantasy running backs. I still think you have to trust Derrick Henry, but there are probably some situations where you're not starting him. On the t- on the, the Jacksonville side of things, um, the Titans are giving up the 8th most points to fantasy wide receivers. So I, I think you can feel comfortable rolling with Kirk and rolling with um, Calvin Ridley in this matchup. Chargers taking on the Green Bay Packers. LA favored by 3 points in this game. The total sits at 43 and a half. Um, it's just been a bad year for the Green Bay Packers, right? Like, I I don't feel comfortable going with the the, the Chargers here. By the way, that Jacksonville one is a pick that I'm clipping, uh, clicking. Sorry, um, for the Chargers, I, I just don't love. How this, like the the offense put up some big points last week against Detroit, but just every time, uh, it it just feels like they're coming up short every time. And I know there's the stat of, oh, well, five of their losses are in uh, one point or one score games or something like that, but... At some point, you got to win those, right? Um, and they're they're just not. So I I am not a believer in this Chargers team, but I'm certainly not a believer in what Green Bay is doing right now. They're just kind of middle of the pack, 14th in EPA per play, 18th in defensive EPA. Um, the the Chargers are seventh in EPA per play, but the defense has struggled at 29th. I I am going with the Chargers in this spot at minus three, but I'm not overly confident in it but the, this if the Chargers are actually a good team which I think we've established they're not um but they, they go in and kick the crap out of the Packers from a fantasy standpoint it's like you're, you're obviously confident in Eckler uh Green Bay has given up the eighth most points to, to running backs and like Eckler's a stud you're, you're starting him and it's tough to go away from Herbert even though the, the Packers have given up the third fewest points to quarterbacks this year it's just it's Herbert um on the the Green Bay side of things Uh, it's actually a pretty good matchup. Like we said, the Chargers defense has struggled. So I think you can trust the running backs, um, specifically Jones and maybe Dylan if you're desperate, and the, the wide receivers. I think you feel comfortable starting your Packers. This week. Uh moving on, we have making a lot of noise by the mic. Uh the New York Giants taking on the Washington Commanders. The Giants are a disaster with Tommy DeVito at quarterback, that they are 32nd in the league in EPA per play. Tommy DeVito, like I've said, he's just not an NFL quarterback. It's just not there for him. Um, and defensively, that this team is really showing some holes. Now, um, they've had a couple of strong performances, and they had one against Washington earlier um, earlier this season. A 14-7 game, I believe that that game was. So I, um, I don't really love Washington minus nine. That's the thing, by the way. Washington nine-point favorites. The total sits at 36.5. Um, Washington, I think, is just... I don't trust this offense to blow anyone out. So my official pick for this game is under... 36 and a half. From a a fantasy standpoint, you can feel comfortable in just absolutely smash play um, Saquon Barkley, but there's no one else on the Giants that you're trusting. And for Washington, I think Howell is actually a, a sneaky, decent play against a bad Giants defense here this week, and I think you can absolutely start your running backs. Robinson was active in the past game. Gibson has been before. I think you can start both of your Washington commanders in the backfield this week. Vegas taking on Miami. The Dolphins favored by 13 and a half points. The total six at 46 and a half. Um, this one's an easy breakdown. Miami's just a better football team. Uh, Um, this Raiders defense has come up with a couple of big games in a row, but I don't envision the victory cigars are coming out in this one. I I think that this Miami team, um just kind of runs all over the the Raiders. And I, I think specifically they run all over the Raiders. Um, Vegas has allowed the seventh most points to fantasy running backs. So I, I think like HN sounds like he's back. I would go with him. Mostert, I would feel comfortable with him. Deep Leagues, Wolf, Wilson, I'd feel comfortable with him. Like, I, I think you can throw out your, your Dolphins in this game. And from a Raiders standpoint, Jacoby Myers um, has been okay. I just, I don't, th- I would need to see it again before I can trust him with Aiden O'Connell under center uh Devonte adams you probably have to start him and josh jacobs you do as well the official pick for this one is dolphins minus 13 and a half arizona taking on the houston texans houston five and a half point favorites with the total 48 and a half i like the the, the this houston texans team that was one of the bigger ones of the season last week against cincinnati they feel very for real right now um so i i like this houston squad for arizona they're, they're going to upset the apple cart for a couple of teams down the stretch here with kyler murray back this offense does feel like there is a bit of a flow to it now and and so i, I think you can take some positives there they're, they're just not as good of a football team as houston defensively they're still 30th in the league in defensive epa per play um so i think houston's going to be able to, to move the ball with their offense that's 10th in the league so i i like that for them. Um, I'm picking Houston, and that is a pick that I'm clicking. Also, um, from a fantasy standpoint, you have a Texans team that has allowed the ninth most points to fantasy tight ends, and Trey McBride has shown that I, I think he is a, a legitimate option at the tight end position. We're seeing a few of those popping up this week. Um, I didn't mention him before. I, I think Mayor, uh, the tight end for the Raiders, is someone who you can start. So I, I love McBride this week. I'm going to try to get him on DraftKings. Um, I, I think you have to roll with him in this one. Kyler, feels like he can get this offense moving a little bit. I would trust him um, against this uh, Houston Texans defense. I think Stroud could be a good play streamer-wise. Arizona giving up the ninth most points to quarterbacks this season. And I think Singletary has a real good shot here. Arizona's given up the third most points to running backs. Singletary kind of has that backfield all to himself. So I think there's actually a couple pretty good DraftKings plays in here, depending on the the value. Um, So we will go also in this game, clicking on McBride. Over half a touchdown. Um, Chicago taking on Detroit. Interested to see what Chicago looks like. It sounds like Fields will be back in the lineup for this game. They are seven and a half point dogs against Detroit with the total at 47.5. That Lions team put up a whole bunch of points against the bad defense last week against the LA Chargers. This week they're going up against the Chicago defense that is 27th in the league in defensive EPA per play. Um, I just like Detroit's just better. Uh, so Detroit minus seven and a half is absolutely the play in this spot. I think you can tr- trust Jared Goff from a fantasy standpoint this week, and then y- you're just you're playing your studs, right? Like it's Alvin Ross, St. Brown, it's Jameer Gibbs. I think you can start um, David Montgomery as well on the Chicago side. I don't think you can trust any running back. Um, Detroit has given up the sixth fewest points to running backs this season um, on average, so I-, I think that this is. Um, a backfield situation. Give it a week and see what it looks like now with um, all the different moving parts back there. I, I don't know a lot of Chicago players that I'm starting this week. And I'm I, this isn't me being scared of Detroit's defense. You guys know I'm not. Uh, it's just... It's a weird situation out in Chicago right now. Pittsburgh taking on Cleveland. Speaking of weird situations, um, it sounds like they aren't going with PJ Walker and instead going with the other guy whose name I'm forgetting right now. They are still one-point favorites in this game. The total's at 33 and a half. This is going to be, as Jim Ross would say, a bowling shoe ugly football game. Um, you have a Pittsburgh team that's 24th in EPA per play, 10th in defensive EPA per play. Cleveland 26th in EPA per play. First in defensive EPA per play. And again, I'm, I'm referencing this stat a lot this week. There was a problem with the DVO, uh, DVOA stat um, website when I was doing my prep, so that's why I'm not using that. But uh, for those who don't know, EPA per play, when you get the ball at, say, the 25-yard line to start your drive, um, there is an expected point total with that. And so, say you get a play of 25 yards to get you to midfield, well, now all of a sudden, where you are at, there are more expected points on this drive because drives that end up at the 50 or drives that at some point get to the 50-yard line, go to get X amount of points throughout the season. Um, And so what the difference of your expected points when you're at the 25 compared to when you're at the 50, um, that's the amount of points that you get, and then it averages out. So uh, it's not a great way of explaining it, but it, it's a, a fairly handy stat to, to let you know how well an offense is, is moving the football. And uh, neither of these offenses are, and both of these defenses are stopping people from doing such things. So, this is going to be an ugly one. I think um the the play here for me is Pittsburgh plus 1, just get something out of this uh in case there's a tie, I guess, a 0-0. Zero, zero. From a fantasy standpoint, I think you have to start Amari Cooper, but holy shit, I wouldn't want to. Um, and I, I think Jerome Ford, you're probably in a spot to start him. And I, I would trust the the running backs for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dallas taking on Carolina. The Cowboys favored by 10.5 points. They are 15th in the league in EPA per play, third in defensive EPA per play. And Carolina is in the bottom five, uh, bottom six, seven for both of those. Uh, 26th and 29th, respectively, tw- uh, defense and offense. It's just a bad football team. We've talked about it a lot. I think the Cowboys blow them out here. You can start your Cowboys, and you're probably not, probably not starting anyone on Carolina. I, I guess you can trust Adam Thielen. That's about it. But my official pick here is Dallas minus 10.5. And I, I think what we have seen now, Dowdle is the... Uh, red zone option, so I'm going Rico Dowdle anytime touchdown, um, or just touchdowns over 0.5 at plus 350. That is a pick I am clicking. Tampa Bay taking on the 49ers of San Francisco. 49ers are favored by 11.5 points. I've said before, people are sleeping on this Tampa Bay team, Um, and now, like, San Francisco, look, dominant last week against Jacksonville but I think this Tampa Bay defense can actually hold up a little bit I'm not saying they win but I think Tampa Bay covers in this spot I think their defense is going to be good enough to hold them in this and the offense is going to be able to put up enough points to keep this relatively close down the stretch um so getting 11 and a half points I feel comfortable going with that from Tampa Bay's standpoint. Um, for fantasy purposes, I think, like, you're definitely starting Evans. You're not starting Godwin. Or you are starting Godwin, probably. I I would look to try to start someone who um, isn't Rashad White from a, a running back standpoint. And for San Francisco, you're playing everyone, right? You, you know this at this point. You're, you're, you're playing your 49ers. Moving on, Seattle taking on the LA Rams. The Seahawks favored by a point and a half they continue to not impress me. Um it, it was another kind of a dud showing against the uh Washington Commanders last week. The Rams offense has kind of sputtered here as of late. I do think they're able to get back on track. Um I, I just I don't think this is going to be an overly high-scoring game. I'm going under 46 and a half is my official pick and we're clicking on that one here. Um from a fantasy standpoint you're not going with Geno for Seattle, but then I think you can feel fine, obviously, with Metcalf, yes. Lockett, probably, you're, you're starting every week, but you are in this case. Um, and then Charbonnet and um, Kenneth Walker, I think you can start both of those guys. On the Rams side, I don't love this for the the running backs, although Seattle has given up the, the six most points to fantasy running backs this season. I just... Don't trust anyone in that Rams backfield right now, so I'm not doing it. But you can start the pass catchers for sure. Jets taking on the Buffalo Bills. Bills favored by six and a half points. The total is at 39 and a half. Um, the Jets obviously winning this one in week one uh, on Monday Night Football. I think this defense does another good job of kind of limiting Josh Allen. I think it's a, another frustrating day for. Um, uh, another frustrating day for Josh Allen and for this Bills offense. I think they win, but I think Jets cover. I, I'm going Jets plus six and a half. Um, on the Jets side, fantasy-wise, you're, you're trusting Hall and, uh, Wilson and no one else. Uh, the pass catcher Wilson, not the thrower Wilson. And on the Buffalo side of things, you're trusting Allens and, uh, Allen and Diggs, but probably no one else. They're not a lot of fantasy gold in this matchup to Sunday night. It's the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Denver Broncos. Broncos favored by two and a half. Um, I think that's a bit of an overreaction to a uh, win against the Buffalo Bills. I still don't think this is a very good football team. I know the defensive numbers are skewed by a couple of rough ones early in the season, and they've been competitive as of late but so has Minnesota. And I just like more of the pieces on the Minnesota Vikings right now. So I'm going with an underdog play here. I'm going Minnesota plus 125 um, on the money line. And from a fantasy standpoint, I like all the weapons for Minnesota in this one. I feel like the, the receivers, yes. The running backs, yes. Hawkinson, 100%. On the Denver side of things, I I think you're, you're starting the studs, right? But Even that, like, who are the studs on this team? I'm trying to avoid a lot of what Denver's doing right now. The one thing, Sutton is getting a lot of end zone looks right now. I think that can be trusted. Um, And finally, Philadelphia taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. I like the Eagles plus two and a half in this spot. I just think their offense is moving the ball better right now than what Kansas City is doing. And so because of that, I I think that they are just going to be able to kind of pull ahead in this one, and their defense is still really strong. But you're starting almost any option you have in this game for sure. That is the NFL Preview. Let's get to the CFL. All right, it is Grey Cup 110. Coming to you from Hamilton this weekend as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers take on the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, Winnipeg favored by 7.5 points. When I look at this game, let, let's break it down when each side has the football. When Winnipeg has the ball, I think they're going to be able to run on this Montreal team. We saw um, A.J. Olette have a lot of success running the ball until Toronto started to throw the ball to the wrong team. Um... I think Winnipeg is going to be able to kind of mimic, mimic that success. I think Oliveira is going to have a very good day for this Winnipeg Blue Bombers team. I I think that that should be the strategy. Caleros, obviously, there, there's all the weapons around. We'll, we'll see what Sean is um, is doing for this game. But they can obviously throw this ball really well. But I, I think... It was just eye-opening to me, the success that, Mont- or that that Toronto had on the ground with a running back who I don't know is as good as Brady Oliveira is. So I think Oliveira is going to be able to step up and really carry this team, and I think Winnipeg's offensive line is going to shine through. On the defensive side of things, Montreal got into real problems when it was second to medium and long, and Claro's had to wait for a couple of things to develop. He was getting sacked or pressured or whatever almost every time. Winnipeg got to Vernon Adams nine times in the West Final. This is going to be a problem for Montreal. I just think on both trenches, when um, offensively and defensively, Winnipeg is going to be able to have the advantage. I think they're going to give Fajardo a lot of problems. And I, I don't think he's going to have a lot of time. Um, he's not great in those situations. And I, I just, I think Winnipeg kind of beats them up. I We've had quite a few close Grey Cups over the last little while. I don't think this is going to be one of them. I think Winnipeg comes out and really beats up on Montreal. So I am going Winnipeg to cover minus seven and a half. I have been looking for props on this game to go Olivera um, MVP, to go Olivera for uh, most outstanding Canadian. That one's probably not gonna get great value. And any rushing prop I can find, I'm going over on, on Olivera. But those are my quick gray cup picks. All right, that's the football portion of things. Let's get to some fight talk. Uh, Just quickly on the boxing side, I haven't been able to watch the Shakur Stevenson fight yet. It sounds like it was a bit of a dud. And this is the frustrating thing with this kid. He has incredible amounts of talent. But he'll put on some performances where it's just like, Dude, what are we doing here? He came away with a win. Great. Fantastic. But I think to move into that upper echelon of the sport, which talent-wise, he's there. Right? Like, he is one of the more talented boxers in the world right now, but there are just some of these fights where it's like, man, you're playing with your food, and it would be great if you could just kick the shit out of this guy for a while. Right? Um, it, it seems very barbaric to say that, but I would just, I would like to see him step up in that way, and, and it's just, it's too inconsistent to, to really trust that, I think, going forward forward. Uh, so those are just a quick couple boxing thoughts. On to the world of the UFC. Uh, after UFC 295, a few matches to make coming out of that pay-per-view card as we head toward 296 now with Leon Edwards taking on Colby Covington. um, Alex Pereira with the championship win. He is the new UFC light heavyweight champion I think he has to go up against the old UFC light heavyweight champion I think you go Jamal Hill in this spot there has been some talk of a a rematch with Israel Adesanya he moves up to 205 pounds and and faces Pereira a I don't think that's a good idea for Izzy um I I think Pereira is much more suited for 205 pounds and I, I think that extra size up there helps him out a lot more than it helps Izzy so I I would avoid that if I were Israel Adesanya um and I, I think he has some unfinished business down at the middleweight division. Um, so I, I'm i going Pereira in that spot over um, over Jamal Hill. The heavyweight champion, uh, interim, uh, Tom Aspinall. I'm not getting too cute here. It's the winner of Jones Miocic. Um, if you wanted to do a rematch, I don't think there's one there. It was a, a finish in a minute. Um, so the obvious one right now is just wait it out for Jones Miocic. Um, if there is another holdup and you have to, to go further on, then... Maybe you, you pick another challenger, but right now, if I'm Aspinall, I am, I'm sitting pretty on what we have done here. Um, next up, I am going with Jessica Andraj against Verani John De Ro- John Roa. holy cow, John De Roa. I, I, I have heard it a lot, haven't had to say it? Um, th- this fight, uh... Verna was scheduled to face Suarez and then she gets hurt, Andrade comes in and Andrade kind of gets the doors blown off of her um, in that bout. These are two ranked fighters. Andrade, I think that that was a big win for her against Mackenzie Dern to, to try to put that together. So I, I think now Andrade, let's see how back is she? A, a real interesting top 10 matchup. I think that would be the way to go. Um, the other side of that, Mackenzie Dern, I would have her rematch with Angela Hill. Um, that, that was a... A really interesting fight. And I think for Angela Hill's purposes, she's now won about since then. Dern has looked unimpressive in that one. And so I think it is, It's symbolic of a step back for Mackenzie Dern in her career. And just kind of like, okay, how far back have you fallen? Let's see how far up has Angela Hill come. Um, So I I think there's a couple of interesting ways you can go with that one. And then finally, Benoit Saint-Denis against Jalen Turner. Couple good young prospects going head-to-head in that top 15. um, After Saint-Denis blew up my underdog play with the steamroller, Matt Frivola. Uh, So those are my uh, fights to make coming out of, uh, UFC. There's another UFC card this weekend. That seems wildly uninspiring, which is uh, interesting because Vegas is just overflowing with things going on right now. I I would have thought that maybe an interesting card, um, would be the way to go with everything going on with the F1 race, Try to partner up with that, but that is not what they ended up doing. Uh, okay. Let's close the show with today's ticket. All right, it is a busy one, as most of our weekends are. Um, I'm just waiting for it to pull up here. Of course, it is taking its sweet, sweet time while we get ready. So on the card for tonight, um, I have the Vegas Golden Knights, minus one and a half against the Philadelphia Flyers. Vegas is just a wagon, uh, so I I think they beat them there. Edmonton taking on Tampa Bay. Um, All due respect to Edmonton and the turnaround they have had. You're not the Lightning yet, Um, so I'm going with the Lightning. Minus 133. We're not going with uh, 1.5 here. Columbus is in a free fall. They're taking on a Washington team that's playing some pretty good hockey right now. I'm going Washington, minus 1.5. Actually, these are all for Saturday. My apologies. I don't have anything on the card for Friday. These are all for Saturday. Um, Also on Saturday, Vancouver taking on Seattle. I like the Canucks, minus 1.5. They, they stumble against the Flames, but that one, I, I talked about it with Canuck K- Clay last night. That was basically a schedule loss. It's a back-to-back. You traveled from Vancouver to Calgary. I think they said they got there, like, very early in the morning. Um, you're coming off of an em- incredibly emotional game against Bo Horvat, and you have your backup goalie in net. All of those things scream schedule loss. I think they get back on track against Seattle. Moving on to Sunday in the NFL, um, I'm taking Jacksonville minus six and a half, the Texans minus five and a half, and Trey McBride over half a touchdown. I'm taking the Cowboys minus 10 and a half, Rico Dowdle, over half a touchdown at plus 350. Um, I am taking Seattle and the Rams to go under 46.5. And And then in the Grey Cup, I'm going Winnipeg minus 7.5. And And Monday Night Football, I have the Eagles plus 2.5 against the Kansas City Chiefs. That is today's ticket and that is today's show thank you all so much for tuning in again if you want my thoughts on the hockey team um you can check out uh game over calgary as i talk flames and canucks with canuck clay on our game over head to head um coming up next week i'm going to be on sportsnet 960 the fan monday through friday next week so check me out on their podcasts the the plan is to still have them come out on a a daily basis um have a few things that i'm working on for the shows this week so we will be doing that Um, also coming up next friday at the legion downtown on 7th Ave, so right on the train station uh or right on the train line i am back with wild rose wrestling chris bay from impact is going to be there mo jabari who was just on nwa is going to be there as well so it should be a fun time i'm going to be ring announcing there come check us out it should be a lot of fun um this week has been fun thank you all so much um, if you're listening, give the the podcast a rating and uh, a nice little review, If uh, and subscribe to the podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment. That kind of stuff really helps. Um, follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email the show Diary at yahoo.com. Also, find the Couch Potato Diary on Facebook. Thank you all so much. I have a blast doing these. Let's keep it rolling next week here on Couch Potato Diary. I'm out.